for joining us for another episode of the Striving for Rubies podcast. I am so excited to have Rebecca back here with me today. Thank you, Rachel, for having me. I'm excited about this. We were actually chatting the other day, I think for almost an hour. And by the end of the conversation, we like had wished that we had recorded the conversation about the topic that we're actually going to talk about today. We have actually done that several times. And when we get to the end of the conversation, I'm like, oh, that would have been such great material for the podcast. <laughs> so I'm really excited that we get to go back and dive into this a little bit deeper. Um, so let's examine what or who I like to call Facebook Christians. Now, before you stop listening and turn us off, please hear us out. We're not here to call names and run people into the ground or anything like that. That's not our intent. There is a problem with certain aspects of social media Christianity. Um, and that's what we'd like to expose to you today and hopefully encourage you in your Christian walk. So... What is a Facebook Christian? What do I mean when I'm saying that? In my mind, a Facebook Christian is someone that proclaims that they love Jesus. They'll post Bible verses or anything like that. However, when Sunday rolls around, they either don't attend or they attend like one service and then Wednesday, they're nowhere to be found. Um, but if you scroll through their Facebook feed, it's all about how they love God. That just doesn't sound right to me. Oh, no, I know, I know exactly what you mean. There was a song that talked about, um, and it was kind of like a play on words sort of thing. It was on the radio a while back, and I heard it, and it was, let's see, how did it go? It was, uh, you don't have to go to church to be a Christian, to be a, a Christian. Yeah. But if Jesus lives within your heart, if he truly lives within your heart, you will. And I was like, that's really good when you have the Lord inside of you, when you have Christ inside of you, you do have that desire to be a part of the church, to go to church functions, to read his word, to pray and all these things. And most of the times you won't post it on social media as much. You don't feel the need to just flood your feed with that kind of thing. You are setting an example by your actions, not just what you post on social media. And I think it's important. Obviously there's nothing wrong with posting Bible verses and things about being a Christian. And I think that that's totally um, okay. And we should, but we shouldn't only do that. Our lives need to show that we believe what we're posting on, on social media. Yes, absolutely. I was thinking, why would somebody want to hear anything that you have to say when you're posting Bible verses, but then you're out there wearing your little spaghetti strap tank top and short shorts. This is not a modesty episode, but I mean, think about it. I mean, when you post all these other pictures of what you're doing, where you're going, how you're acting, just things like that. And then you're like, oh yeah, by the way, I go to church. Y'all go to church today. I love Jesus. That doesn't compute. You know what, Rachel, that is so interesting, interesting that you mentioned that because we were just having a conversation yesterday with a man and this is a very well-known man. I mean, he's a, a prominent figure in the, in the uh, Christian realm or whatever. And he was saying that um, he knew a girl and she would be like just posting terrible pictures of herself just out on the beach or whatever. And then the very next picture would be of her wearing a I love Jesus t-shirt. He said, and what kind of mixed messages is that sending? And I'm like, 
<laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. Why would others want what you have when they see the hip hypocrisy and how you're acting and what you're saying? Facebook Christians are not really showing fruits of truly being Christians. If they're just talking about how much they love the Lord or my favorite, how blessed they are when everything's going great, then I wouldn't say that they're really showing fruits. I mean, you say blessed in one sentence and then you've got cuss words in another one. So that just, that, that doesn't work. That's not showing fruits. Um, if looking at their life doesn't make me want to get closer to the Lord or to them, that's a very big red flag. And, you know, another thing is people may say that these Facebook Christians are just showing their love for Christ, but that's not really it. And, and like you said before, they're, they're uh, actually bringing a, repro a reproach yeah, upon yeah. the name of Christ if they're not living up to these things that they're posting. Don't be a hypocrite. If you're of the world, be of the world. If you're of the church of Christ, be that. Don't walk that middle line because if you are trying to sit there and do both, it's hurting everybody around you and you more than you realize because we're seeing there, we've got no confidence in you. I'm sure there's people in our churches today that we can think of off the top of our head. And we, we look at them as hypocrites because they don't live what they're trying to show that or say that they do. They're not living that way. So we have no confidence in them when things, when you need somebody to pray, you're not going to call them because you know, you'd have no confidence in them. Yeah. And that's something that I think about all the time. I, I seriously do. I think about, you know, people that I know or, or people, or just, you know, different people I see in general. And I think they would be a good friend or, or I think I could get along really good with them. But one question that I always ask myself about somebody is, is if I really needed somebody to pray, would I call that person and know that they could get a hold of God. Right. Um, I can probably count on both hands, maybe, maybe even just one hand, people that I could call right now if I was in an emergency. I think I had a situation, it was something where I couldn't say what, but I needed prayer at that moment. And honestly, there were yes. about four people I texted. That's it. They never asked any questions. Um, they asked if everything was okay. They never asked any questions. And I know that they prayed. You know how I know? Because within 30 minutes, things calmed down. And I could feel that because it was at wow. a time. It really was. It was at a time where I could not pray what I needed to pray. Does that make sense? I was trying, but I was, yeah, so, yeah. I was so distraught. And I was so upset and just couldn't make headway. And I knew these people could intercede on my behalf. And that's what happened. And that's why it is so important to not be a hypocrite. Don't be just a Facebook Christian because let me tell you, real Christians know who you are. We can see that you don't really mean what you say. So like we just said, we're not going to call on you to pray because people are not going to have confidence in you that you truly are who you say you are. Yeah. So how can we avoid being Facebook Christians? And I'm sure we are all guilty of it at one point or another. Live what you post, plain and simple. If you don't follow the verse that you're sharing, don't share it. Um, if you don't go to church, don't tell Facebook how much you love the Lord. You know, don't do it because you don't. <laughs> yeah. If, if you truly loved him, you would go to his house. If you love your parents, you go visit them. You make effort to talk. Yep. If you truly love somebody and haven't and want to have a relationship with them, you talk to them 
you go where they are. I'm not saying God's only in the church, but that's where his people are. And I'm telling you, there are people in the church that might not be my best friend, but when we come together and we're all in one mind and one accord, there's nothing like it. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And you know, a lot of people, they have issues with people in the church or they say they don't want to go to church because there's so many hypocrites in the church and, and, and all this stuff. But I think a lot of times when people say stuff like that, it's because it's obviously because they have their mind off of what matters. It's about the Lord. We're not there. And and I know, I know there's issues in the church that have to be dealt with. I know that, but, and I know you can get hurt. My family has been hurt before and we've been through all that. Um, but we've also seen the Lord turn things around right before our very eyes. And it's amazing. It really is. So I know the Lord can deal with those situations, but not going to church because you've been hurt in the past before or things like that. That's just, that's a, a terrible excuse for it not is. going because it's, the Lord's never done anything to you. The Lord is a perfect gentleman and he's not going to force you. He's not going to drag you in there. If it wasn't for his mercy, we would all be in the pits of hell. There's a verse in Psalms. It's one of my favorite verses. The righteous cry and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles. And I really like that verse because it applies to a lot. Because if you're trying the best that you can, if you are doing everything that you absolutely can do, and there are some people that can't go to church. They can't go. I mean, they physically cannot go. And that is not what we're talking about here at all. But if you are... Right, that's a completely different thing. But if you are struggling with this topic, if you are struggling with specifically going to church because of the hypocrites or whatever, ask the Lord for help to get you past that. There have been, like Rebecca said, I've been hurt by people in church. Not just one church, multiple churches. Um, But with the Lord's help, I've been able to return to some of these churches, be around some of these people that have hurt me and not be angry with them. And I want to throw in something else right here. Um, this whole issue with with COVID and everything. I know we have people in our church that have not been there in like over a year and a half or however long it's been, like since last March. Yeah. And at this point, there is really no excuse for not coming because I mean, if people want to wear a mask, they can wear a mask. If they want to have the vaccine, they've had plenty of opportunities to get the vaccine. So there's really no excuse now. And I know like um, a while back, this was before the vaccine even came out. This was last year. Um, we saw a couple from our church out and they were in a restaurant and they were sitting in the very center. I'm not kidding you. They're sitting in the very center of the restaurant with no masks on. And I was going, let's see, after we had gotten done eating, I walked past them. Well, of course I was going to speak. And I was like, hey, you know, it's good to see y'all. We miss y'all at church. And she looked at me, the lady did. This is an elderly couple. She looked at me and she went like, like made a, a sign, like a mask. And I was just like, and she said, we can't, we won't come back until they mandate masks, like until everyone has to wear a mask. Rachel, she's sitting here in the center of one of the busiest restaurants, like near us. And people are walking back and forth. I mean, it's crowded. It was packed out. And they're sitting there without a mask on, telling me they can't come to church 
because we don't all wear masks. It, it is. is. It's like that song, you know, um, the, in yeah. The excuses song. Is that what you're talking about? Sorry. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. It says, um, to keep, to keep those folks away from church, the devil offers them excuses. And that's a really good song. I used to love it when I was little. I, they, I love that song. And, and the devil will give you plenty of reasons not to. Why do you think Sunday mornings sometimes are the hardest time to get out of the house and go somewhere? Why do you think Sunday morning the kids just start acting up and everything just starts crashing down? Or you start feeling bad on Sunday mornings. Oh, my back hurts. I just don't know. But then Saturday night you were sitting in the stadium. You know, like you I know that's that's right. Yeah, there's one uh one line in that song. It said, "Well, it's a headache Sunday morning and a backache Sunday night, but by work time Monday morning they're feeling quite all right." Yeah. <laughs> so back to the whole issue of of being a Facebook Christian. Basically, what we're trying to tell you today is just be real. Don't be one person on Facebook and another person in real life. Just be real. Yeah. People know if you're real or not. They are always watching you and they know if you live the way that you talk. Regardless of your background, if you're truly saved, there's a change that takes place and it flows into every part of your life. If you're one of the ones that constantly posts, like if you love Jesus and keep scrolling for the devil for the rest of us. Yeah. Stop posting it. Just stop. It's annoying. Um, I know. One of one of my favorite, one that I thought was hilarious was a few years ago I saw it and it shows this guy and he's like, and it said, well, it's straight to heaven for me because I just liked and shared the post on Facebook. <laughs> I mean, that's, it's, it's silly. It, it is. It's really silly. Are you posting mass? as a Christian or have you you know just simply never thought about it whichever person you are I hope that our conversation in this episode shed some light on a few things so thanks for listening to another episode of the striving for rubies podcast Rebecca thank you for joining me again I hope we can make this a regular thing oh it's been great great conversation thank you Rachel all right talk to y'all next time